Today is the 25th day of January. I'm Jill. Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I am truly so glad that you are here, that you have made your way here somehow um, to make the Bible a priority, a part of your life for whatever reason. And for whatever reason it is, I will tell you that it's a good one. And I hope that you stay with this and just watch what happens. Uh, Brian, my husband, who founded the Daily Audio Bible and does the main channel of Old Testament, New Testament, Proverbs, and Psalms every day, says, listen for 30 days and just see if things don't change. And it's the truth. And they change in the best of ways. Because if we're reading the Bible in the way that I would argue we should be reading, we can't really look at anybody else. We can only look at ourselves and transform and change and repent and turn around and do things differently than what we've been doing as the conviction takes place in our hearts and in our minds and causes us to go in a different direction, which is what repentance is. It's not just being sorry, but it is making the necessary changes so that we do not continue to repeat the same patterns once that conviction grabs us and shakes us up sometimes. So, all of that to say, so glad that you're here. I hope if this is your first day, that it will not be your last day. And I hope that whoever may feel alone by the end of this reading in the next 25 or so minutes, you will realize that you are not alone. Let's jump in. Today we're reading Genesis chapters 38, 39, and 40. This week we're reading the Common English Bible. Genesis chapter 38. At that time, Judah moved away from his brothers and settled near an Adulamite named Hira. There Judah saw the daughter of a Canaanite whose name was Shua, and he married her. After he slept with her, she became pregnant and gave birth to a son whom she named Ur. She became pregnant again, gave birth to a son, and named him Onan. Then she gave birth to one more son and named him Shela. She was in Chezeb when she gave birth to him. Judah married his oldest son, Ur, to a woman named Tamar. But the Lord considered Judah's oldest son, Ur, immoral, and the Lord put him to death. Judah said to Onan, Go to your brother's wife, do your duty as her brother-in-law, and provide children for your brother. Onan knew the children wouldn't be his, so when he slept with his brother's wife, he wasted his semen on the ground so he wouldn't give his brother children. The Lord considered what he did as wrong and put him to death too. Judah said to Tamar, his daughter-in-law, Stay as a widow in your father's household until my son Shelah grows up. He thought Shelah would die like his brothers had. So Tamar went and lived in her father's household. After a long time, Judah's wife, the daughter of Shua, died. Then after a period of mourning, he and his neighbor, Hira, the Adulamite, 
went up to Timnah to those who were shearing his sheep. Tamar was told, Your father-in-law is now on his way up to Timnah to shear his sheep. So Tamar took off the clothing she wore as a widow, covered herself with a veil, put on makeup, and sat down at the entrance to Anaim on the road to Timnah since she realized that although Shelah had already grown up, she hadn't been given to him as a wife. Judah saw her and thought she was a prostitute because she had covered her face. He turned to her beside the road and said, Let me sleep with you, because he didn't know she was his daughter-in-law. She said, What will you give me for sleeping with you? He said, I will give you a kid goat from my flock. She said, Only if you give me some deposit as security to guarantee that you will send it. He said, What kind of deposit should I give you? And she said, Your seal, its cord, and the staff in your hand. He gave these to her, slept with her, and she became pregnant by him. Then she got up, left, and took off her veil, dressing once again in the clothing she wore as a widow. Judah sent the kid goat with his neighbor, Hira, the Adulamite, so he could take back the deposits from the woman, but he couldn't find her. He asked the locals of that place, Where's the consecrated worker who was at Anam on the road? But they said, There's no consecrated worker here. So he went back to Judah and said, I couldn't find her. The locals even said, There's no holy woman here. Judah said, Let her keep everything so we aren't laughed at. I did send this kid goat, but you couldn't find her. About three months later, Judah was told, Your daughter-in-law, Tamar, has become a prostitute and is now pregnant because of it. And Judah said, Bring her out so that she may be burned. When she was brought out, she sent this message to her father-in-law. I'm pregnant by the man who owns these things. See if you recognize whose seal, cord, and staff these are. Judah recognized them and said, She's more righteous than I am because I didn't allow her to marry my son, Sheila. Judah never knew her intimately again. When she gave birth, she discovered she had twins in her womb. At birth, one boy put out his hand, and the midwife took it and tied a red thread on his hand, saying, This one came out first. As soon as he pulled his hand back, his brother came out, and she said, You've burst out on your own. So he was named Perez. Afterward, his brother with a red thread on his hand came out, and he was named Zira. When Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, Potiphar, Pharaoh's chief officer, the commander of the royal guard, and an Egyptian purchased him from the Ishmaelites who had brought him down there. The Lord was with Joseph and he became a successful man and served in his Egyptian master's household. His master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made everything he did successful. Potiphar thought highly of Joseph and Joseph became his assistant. He appointed Joseph head of his household and put everything he had under Joseph's supervision. From the time he appointed Joseph head of his household and everything he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's household because of Joseph. The Lord blessed everything he had, both in the household and in the field. So he handed over everything he had to Joseph and didn't pay attention to anything except the food he ate. Now, Joseph was well-built and handsome. Sometime later, his master's wife became attracted to Joseph and said, Sleep with me. He refused and said to his master's wife, With me here, my master doesn't pay attention to anything in his household, 
He's put everything he has under my supervision. No one is greater than I am in this household, and he hasn't denied me anything except you, since you are his wife. How could I do this terrible thing and sin against God? Every single day she tries to convince him, but he wouldn't agree to sleep with her or even to be with her. One day when Joseph arrived at the house to do his work, none of the household's men were there. She grabbed his garment, saying, Lie down with me. But he left his garment in her hands and ran outside. When she realized that he had left his garment in her hands and run outside, she summoned the men of her house and said to them, Look, my husband brought us a Hebrew to ridicule us. He came to me to lie down with me, but I screamed. When he heard me raise my voice and scream, he left his garment with me and ran outside. She kept his garment with her until Joseph's master came home, and she told him the same thing. The Hebrew slave whom you brought to us to ridicule me came to me, but when I raised my voice and screamed, he left his garment with me and ran outside. When Joseph's master heard the thing that his wife told him, this is what your servant did to me, he was incensed. Joseph's master took him and threw him in jail, the place where the king's prisoners were held. While he was in jail, the Lord was with Joseph and remained loyal to him. He caused the jail's commander to think highly of Joseph. The jail's commander put all of the prisoners in the jail under Joseph's supervision, and he was the one who determined everything that happened there. The jail's commander paid no attention to anything under Joseph's supervision because the Lord was with him and made everything he did successful. Sometime later, both the wine steward and the baker for Egypt's king offended their master, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh was angry with his two officers, the chief wine steward and the chief baker, and he put them under arrest with the commander of the royal guard in the same jail where Joseph was imprisoned. The commander of the royal guard assigned Joseph to assist them. After they had been under arrest for some time, both of them, the wine steward and the baker for Egypt's king who were imprisoned in the jail, had dreams one night, and each man's dream had its own meaning. When Joseph met them in the morning, he saw that they were upset. He asked the officers of Pharaoh who were under arrest with him in his master's house, "'Why do you look so distressed today?' they answered. We've both had dreams, but there's no one to interpret them. Joseph said to them, Don't interpretations belong to God? Describe your dreams to me. The chief wine steward described his dream to Joseph. In my dream there was a vine right in front of me, and on the vine were three branches. When it budded, its blossoms appeared, and its clusters ripened into grapes. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, so I took the grapes, crushed them into Pharaoh's cup, and put the cup in Pharaoh's hand. Joseph said to him, This is the dream's interpretation. The three branches are three days. After three days, Pharaoh will give you an audience and return you to your position. You will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand just the way things were before when you were his wine steward. But please remember me when you are doing well and be loyal to me. Put in a good word for me to Pharaoh so he sets me free from this prison. I was stolen from the land of the Hebrews and here too, I've done nothing to be thrown into this dungeon. When the chief baker saw that the interpretation was favorable, he said to Joseph, It was the same for me. In my dream, there were three baskets of white bread on my head. In the basket on top, there were baked goods for Pharaoh's food. But birds were eating them out of the basket on my head. Joseph responded, This is the dream's interpretation. 
The three baskets are three days. After three days, Pharaoh will give you an audience and will hang you from a tree where birds will peck your flesh from you. The third day was Pharaoh's birthday and he gave a party for all his servants. Before all of his servants, he gave an audience to the chief wine steward and the chief baker. He returned the chief wine steward to his position and he placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. But the chief baker he hanged, just as Joseph had said would happen when he interpreted their dreams for them. But the chief wine steward didn't remember Joseph. He forgot all about him. Did you notice more deception at the beginning of this story and not just one person solely, but a cause and an effect? Tamar, the daughter-in-law of Judah, becomes widowed after Judah's oldest son, Ur, dies. And then he gives her to the next son of his. And we'll see down the road, Levitical law is formed. And this is one of the things that happens. If a son dies, his wife is passed down to the next son. That son disobeys God by refusing to give her children. And the Lord puts him to death as well. So Judah gives Tamar the next son to wait for him to grow up but we see that he did this because he believed that that son would also die judah gives tamar something that he never intends to see through that's part one part two judah's wife dies and after a period of mourning tamar takes complete advantage of the situation of her father-in-law of his state of grief and so she pretends to be a prostitute completely deceives her father-in-law it's yet another story of deception i could never really figure out the reason why judah called her more righteous than he until i really dissected the story to see that he was equally as deceptive and was never going to really give her his third son. Then we continued the story with Joseph, whom we met and learned real quick that envy, not just jealousy, but envy, and we'll talk about the difference between the two of those in just a second, caused his brothers to want to take his life and then decided maybe killing him was not the best idea so they just threw him down a well instead and perhaps uh, expecting him not to live he's found and he is trafficked he is sold and he is unfairly and unjustly trafficked finds himself in Egypt but that's not the end of the injustice that happens to Joseph he is now a slave and with his master and his master's wife desires him and at joseph's rejection because it's the right thing to do he will once again suffer at the hands of injustice for crimes that he did not commit 
he is actually paying for the sins of other people. Let's talk about his brothers for a second. The difference between jealousy and envy. When we don't truly understand the definitions of such words or emotions, um, it's easy just to think of envy as extreme jealousy. I recently, through counseling, learned that, and this is per my therapist, so it's subject to interpretation, of course, but jealousy is sadness over wanting what someone else has that you don't or that you lack. Envy is much more treacherous. Envy is much more severe. With envy comes an intent to harm. Anger is more of the primary emotion behind envy versus sadness of jealousy. And when you take sadness to the next level of anger, uh, we usually, in our hurt, want someone else to hurt. And we want someone else to pay for the injustice that we feel. And so we see this act of envy from Joseph's brothers. And then we see this just evil act from his master's wife, who feels rejection from Joseph again at the cost of his morals and integrity. And he has to pay unjustly for crimes that he did not commit. And then thirdly, uh, we see the, the third time is a charm, right? We see the wine steward who Joseph interprets his dream for him. And the one thing he asks him in return is to remember him. And so Joseph grants him the interpretation of his dream. And then the fella just denies him, just ignores his request and returns no favor. So injustice on top of injustice, on top of injustice for our little buddy Joseph, because we're, we're hearing this and compassion is rising up within us as it should. And so it's sort of fascinating to think, will he return injustice with retaliation, with more envy, or will Joseph respond altogether differently? We'll find that out together tomorrow as the story continues. Jesus, thank you for this time together. Thank you that as we see the actions and the result of emotions such as envy and jealousy and rejection and anger and even hatred, we can stop and probably take a deep look within and identify those things in our own story of how we have reached for the wrong things, used the wrong tools in hopes of retribution and hopes of justice that we have misnamed justice and reached for revenge. I pray that you would illuminate our hearts to the things that we need to change. Forgive us and let us go in a different direction. Forgive us, God, for hurting people in our hurt, for breaking people in our brokenness. 
Heal us from the inside out, I pray. I pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible. That's home base, that's the app, and that's the website. Uh, you can find out anything you'd like to know about Daily Audio Bible there. If you would like to partner with us, thank you so much for each and every partnership. We could not do this without you. And we are so grateful that we do not have to. If you're giving by mail, DAB, PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174. Or if you're utilizing the mobile app, hit the give icon up at the top right hand corner of your mobile app. And lastly, look for the give icon on the website. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in, several different ways for you to do so. 800-583-2164. Or once again, utilizing that app, hit the red circle button up at the top right-hand corner. You have two minutes on the prayer line. Please listen to the instructions carefully and hit submit. Turn the wheel to chronological. It will get to the right place. That's it for me today. I'm Jill. I look forward to being here with you each and every one of you tomorrow, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. Until then, love one another. Hello, hello. This is Walking in Truth from Florida, and I am calling for you, Dina. I just heard your prayer request. It was a desperate plea that someone would hear you and call and just pray for you because life seems hopeless right now. And sweet sister, I just want to remind you that there is never, never, never a day that we don't have hope as Christians because our hope is in Jesus Christ. And I just want to remind you that your God sees you. He has not forgotten you. He sees your situation. He sees your need. He sees the desires of your heart. And he is waiting to bring you through this, to reveal Lord, uh, everything that he has for you. He wants to deliver you, Dina. And I just want to pray for you right now. Lord God, please, from the throne room of heaven, reach down to your daughter. I pray that you would rescue her from her despair. Lord God, that you would show her how much she is loved. And I pray, Lord God, that you would give her her daily bread, give her what she needs today just to get through today. I pray, Lord God, that you would have mercy on her and send ministering angels to help her through this very difficult time. I pray, Lord God, that you would whisper to her how much you love her. Lord God, help her in her unbelief. Lord, put her in your arms and carry her through this time. Lord God, we just ask this because we want to see. Hey guys, this is Jamie from Texas. Um, I just wanted to say how grateful I am for this app. This is my first time calling in. I actually started listening back in 2022 um, when my life was kind of falling apart. Um, my husband struggled with alcohol addiction and we had been married for 11 years um, and just constantly fighting. And um, I stopped going to church and just 
kind of felt lost at that time alone. Um, so he ended up getting a DWI and um, I just felt like my whole life was just done at that point. Um, but I told him, you know, this is it for me. I don't know what you need to do, but I'm walking. If you have one more drop of alcohol, I can't, I can't do this anymore. So um, he did. That was the last day he had ever drank. And I started doing this app. My life started changing for the better. Um, and I really, to be honest, wasn't as consistent with it as I should have been. Um, so I kind of slacked off um, and I would only listen to it as I was cleaning. So this year I have um, actually made a commitment to, to listen to this app read it, sit down, not do anything without any distractions. Um, and I have stayed consistent since January 1st. And um, even though with the alcohol addiction, my husband was the one that had the severe problem, I actually stopped drinking as well last year in 2023. And this is now my, my one year um, and my life couldn't be any better. So I'm hoping this will inspire somebody. I hope this, they will hear this and not give up. And thank you so much, Jill and China. Y'all are amazing. Hi, uh, this is uh, Sylvia in Nebraska. And uh, I'm starting my third year uh, with DABC. And I want to play for uh, Deanna. Uh, she says she's a truck driver and, and hanging on by a thread. Uh, Lord, uh, give Deanna the strength to uh, know that you are in her life and you have plans for her. Uh, Deanna, I hope that uh, you do not do any harm to yourself. Uh, I, I thought about it, came close a couple times in my life and um, I'm so glad that I didn't. I would have missed out on so much of my children and now I have grandchildren and it, it, it's just a moment in your life that you're going through but it seems like that black hole is just pulling you in please please just hang on to God and hang on to Jesus and 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 let us know how you're doing this is Cindy from Canada I want to pray for Dina Dina, the Lord hears your, your cry. The Lord heard you even before we were able to hear your cry for help on the DABC. He is with you. He is speaking to you. If it wasn't for his calling out to you, you wouldn't have had the courage to reach out for, for prayer. So Heavenly Father, I ask that you your presence would surround and cover over Dina, that you would... Just let her know the depth of your love for her, how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Jesus. Lord, thank you that she, she is your child. Lord, you created her. You know the inmost parts of her. You know what it is that is, has brought her to this place of such despair. And Lord, you are there with her. You have never left her. I pray that you would open her eyes to see your power and your presence, the angels that are surrounding her. Lord, I just pray that she would have the courage to reach out and say, God, help me. 
And Lord, that she would find strength in you, find peace, and find just the, the beauty of your presence. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are walking with her and your, your desire for her is life and life to the fullest. So I commit Dina to you and I thank you that you are with her. Dear Heavenly Father, I just come before you right now, lifting up our friend Dina, who called in, Lord. She was desperate, she was in fear, and Lord, she called and said, someone please call her, that she may not end her life that day. She's a trap diver. Lord, I just ask that you just keep her peace, comfort her, give her strength, and we rebuke the evil spirit right now of fear, of depression, of anxiety, of no hope, Lord, because you are a God of hope. You are a God of sovereign peace, Lord. So we just come before you right now, lifting up Dina and saying you have no authority. The evil principalities and spirits have no authority over her life, Lord. I pray that you find her right in this moment, Lord. I know this, this message is late when we get it, but Lord, I am trusting and believing that someone reached out to her. Your guardian angels comforted her, protected her, and showed her the way, Lord. Romans 15, 13 comes to mind, Dina. 15, 13 Romans, Lord. Just bless her, keep her, and give her faith and hope, Lord, the joy that you can give us. Heavenly Father, let her feel it right now, wherever she may be. I ask that you just touch her. And Dina, please call us back. Let us know that you are okay because your life means something. You have a purpose. And thank you for reaching out for us. We are praying for you in the name of Jesus. Amen.